focus on breaking down risk management problems bit by bit until we find a solution. If you would like to discuss anything you hear on GPP with us, please reach out using the links in the description. Enjoy today's episode. All right, well, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for being here. We're, we're excited. Yeah, thanks, Aaron, Brian. Nice to see you again and look forward to it today. Yeah, so today's, today's one of those great conversations where we get to get the perspective of, you know, a business, a, a client that, that not only has advisors you're working with, but also can relate a lot of what you guys do on a regular basis in a much different industry um, to a lot of what we talk about on getting past the premium regularly. So to start, I might have each of you kind of give a little background on who you are and then who and, and what Arise does as a company. Okay, well, normally I would let the ladies go first, but I'll start just because I can go back a little farther in our history. So there you go. Uh, let him pass this to me. Yeah, my name is Brian Carlson, and I'm the CEO and one of the owners here at Arise. Um, and so it's A R Y S E. So we put the Y right in the middle of our name to remind us of what's important and what our Y is. But some people mispronounce it, so it is pronounced Arise. Uh, it is spelled A R Y S E. Um, we actually started, my dad and my sister and I started our first company about 10 and a half years ago. Um, and we were in the medical, durable medical equipment space. And so, um, and then over the, over the next several years, we called it replacing the middleman, but we started several different companies that were all involving that medical equipment space and got into manufacturing and distribution um, about six years ago. Uh, started traveling over to China, over to China quite a bit, and um, and really just developing our own line of braces, our own our own brand, um, and then decided about four years ago to fo- focus exclusively just on the manufacturing and distribution of orthopedic and performance braces. And so now, basically, what we do is we yeah we design, we manufacture, we distribute orthopedic and performance braces. Um, we've really focused on a partnership the last. Um, probably four years with a guy some of you might be familiar with right here in Lincoln, Nebraska named Doak Ostergaard. Um, he used to be the head trainer over at the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Go Big Red. Um, go Big Red. And uh, and he had a, a vision for a line of products that we call Exo Performance products um, that we were able to partner up with him and, and bring those to life over the last several years. And that's kind of become our, fl- our flagship products. Um, and the real, I guess, exciting thing about those products is that, you know, they're really intended to work the way the body's intended to, to work and to move with the body, not restrict motion in any way, but also provide the same level of protection that a, that a equivalent brace or like ankle tape or something would do if we're talking about an ankle brace. So, so that's just a real quick overview of kind of where we started 10 and a half years ago, what we moved into over the last six years, our partnership with Doak over the last three or four years. And now really what our focus is, is trying to uh, just bring better, innovative, more creative orthopedic and performance products uh, to the market. So and my awesome. office, I just kind of oversee everything as a CEO, focus on big partnerships, um, work on culture here with the team and um, work with great people like Erin here. So I'll let her explain a little bit more what she does. I love the why too. I didn't know that uh, it was smack dab in the middle for that reason. I'd never heard that before. So it's good to know. Yep. So my name's Erin Dutter. Um, started out at Arise. Like it's been almost five years, which is exciting. I love working here at Arise. It's an incredible company, really focused on 
um, doing something great. So I'm all in it because of that. Um, I, as the director of um, legal compliance was my initial role. Um, I kind of oversee and outsource and handle um, all of our contracts, all of our IP, some of our risk management stuff, work with Ellerbrock um, on that in terms of further developing that partnership. So um, that's been a really fun and challenging role. Um, but about two years ago, I started to work on um, some grant applications with the state of Nebraska. Um, and during some of those discussions, someone mentioned to our group, um, which seems like me specifically, but um, <laughs> hey, I think you guys might have some technologies that could support the individual warfighter and the mission of the DOD, which is military readiness. Um, and so with one really cool thing about Arise is we're really willing to dive in and do the research. And so with both of my roles, Arise has given me the opportunity to have real, a kind of a long on-ramp or whatever on-ramp we needed to really understand um, how to do our job with excellence and do it well. And so I've had about the last two years to really dive into um, how we can potentially support and help um, those two missions. So that's so now awesome. I'm also the director of government partnerships. <laughs> you wear a few hats. Yeah. Um, so I kind of sounds more fun about. than the other, by the way. But yeah. I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which one sounds more fun? Yeah. Oh, that's for you to decide, Erin. <laughs> yeah. They're both fun, and actually, what's really cool is both. I mean, as the director of government partnerships, there's a lot, as you know, government agencies, there's a lot of a lot of regulation and a lot of contracts, lots of words, lots of FARs. So they, they go really, really well together. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. So um, I kind of want to start with how you guys look at, you, you mentioned some of those partnerships, Aaron, um, but I kind of want to start with there, you know, you put your hat on as just business owner and how you work with other advisors in the business, and then want to transition transition to some of the things we were talking about um, before we jumped on of just how you guys approach, um, you know, working with the government and some of the, some of your kind of call it sales process and how you work through that. Um, so let's start though with, you know, you guys as a business are working with several different advisors to the business, have different partnerships out there. How do you view a really good trusted advisor to your business. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna let Aaron speak to that because I think it, I think a good analogy is kind of what we've been doing with the government vertical. And you can even talk a little bit about how that really started through an advisor here locally and then what that led to and kind of where we are today. Um, but just in general, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I think any good leader is gonna to wanna to take advice from as many people as, as, as we can. You know, and so um, I think, yeah, in general, we're definitely um, always looking for people that can help get us to the next level and, you know, has connections that we don't have and has wisdom, you know, life experiences that we we don't have at this point. And, um, and so, yeah, definitely are set up in a way that takes advantage of as many people that want to give us advice and help us out as possible. Um, and like I said, maybe I just let Aaron talk a little bit about how that kind of started our foray yeah. into the government world here yeah so i think um my greatest advantage is probably my weakness which is i'm i come into so many scenarios where i don't know anything 
And so I come in with a lot of humility and I come in with just a, a desire to, and really a need to learn. And so advisors become the pathway forward. And so, and really um, that's what's been one of the most incredible and amazing parts of sort of launching the government vertical has been the willingness um, of advisors within that space to really educate us on how to on how to move forward, really how to help the individual warfighters. So um, our process, what that looked like just to get into the nitty gritty, um, started out, we actually dove into a customer discovery class that was offered by the University of Nebraska. So they really help you really, it taught me the process, which was a massive um, kind of thrust into doing it the right way. So we, we kind of how that worked was our goal was to schedule 15. We kind of worked toward 30, but 15 to 30 calls with um, folks to kind of just try to understand the DOD, which is massive, and try to understand the decision-making process, try to understand um, the injury rates, try to understand where those injuries are occurring and then why. And then from that point on going forward, trying to understand the protocols then associated with those injuries. and then because we are not a rehabilitative device, where really our desire is to prevent injury, then we then had to kind of move into an advisory type role because now we're saying, okay, we're actually can help you prevent these injuries. So then we go into sort of a, a conversation around potentially how those protocols would change. So that process in terms of developing or get moving through customer discovery, getting their advice, feedback, understanding, really kind of, I think, helped position us to have that conversation, to have that relationship, to be able to say, well, actually, why don't you consider an alternative? So um, we we launched that. We were able to kind of really determine our, our value proposition, which we really nailed down just to get into specific Army physical therapists, because the Army is kind of doing this massive overhaul of their, their culture related to injury prevention and human performance. Um, and so um, we've been since then spent the last two years on the phone just because of um, COVID. And it's, it's been really cool, actually, because so everybody's I think been kind of hungry for relationships and those kind of conversations. So everybody's been really willing. And um, since then, um, we've been actually integrated at sort of the program level within the Army into something called their H2F kits, which is really focused on um, equipping athletic trainers, physical therapists, strength and conditioning coaches with our products to reduce injury at the individual soldier level, which to me has been such an incredible experience to be able to walk alongside of a soldier and support them in what they're doing. Honestly, no greater purpose than that. So it's been really exciting and meaningful. And just to be clear, just so everyone understands what we're talking about, we actually are moving into the military with our ankle product is kind of our, our entry level product that we're going in there with. And so again, this product invented by Doak Ostergaard in partnership with Disruptive Athletic Technologies, which is his company, we're able to bring this iFast uh, to life and, and introduce it to, to the military. And again, with the, the real, again, sweet, sweet spot to this product is that it allows the, the warfighter or the athlete, depending on which vertical you're looking at, specifically with the military here, to be able to go through the full range of, of motion and not have in, inhibited performance in any way. 
but still protects the ankle just as well as like a more a more restrictive brace would or ankle tape would. And so uh, that's the actual product that we're actually working on with the military um, right now. Um, and it's pretty exciting because we just partnered with the Air Force then to to get a, to receive a grant that's going to allow us to be able to continue to develop that product and work on version two of the iFast. So we'll even have, we already have the best ankle device on the market right now, but we'll even have a better version in 15 months from now. Um, and, the, and then we also have started, you know, talking to the military because a lot of times when we talk to them about our ankle products, they're, they're, their first follow-up question is, what do you have for the knee? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we also partnered up with the Air Force to, to get another sizable grant, $750,000 grant, to, develop, you're good, to <laughs> develop our 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 kind of flagship knee products, our Vapor and our Vapor Lite that, we'll, that we're going to be developing as well. And so then our next product that we bring to the military then, which they're asking for and helping us pay to develop, will be our, our, knee, our knee solution. So. Nice. And just if anybody that is on audio didn't see that on video, my light goes off, so I have to wave my arm, and I knocked over my water, and now I got water everywhere. So we're just going to go with it. (laughs) Um, Sounds like you need a podcast studio, Elliot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I hope a couple things in there that are, are, are so intriguing to me is, you know, Aaron, everything you talked about, about the discovery process, and you went, you learned how to, walk through that discovery process, use the term value proposition. Uh, we always talk in all these conversations we have, it's so interesting how um, that process, all of those skills translate across any business you're in. And, you know, you guys are selling ankle braces, albeit the best ankle braces in the industry, but still you've got to be able to show the military, you know, probably one of the hardest customers why that is the case, why they should use that product. And some of the things I heard you say are like, you got to learn their language. You got to learn what they need. You got to learn how to show them why your value prop is better than somebody else. And it it just, it translates exactly to the risk management industry and and everything that we do. But, but I love how you talked about the on-ramp to get there because you had to take time to develop that. Right. And, And so I just wanted to highlight that because I think it's some great things to pull out of there that we can talk about. And Ryan, I know you're, you've got a. No, you, I agree a hundred percent. And first of all, like congratulations to you guys, you're doing some really cool stuff and I can imagine how it is fun to get up every day and go do this. But uh, along those lines, Elliot, I mean, shifting the mindset. One of the things I wrote down was from preventative, you know, versus like reactionary. I don't know what you guys would call it, but. You know, like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we're going to we're going to uh, actually try to prevent injuries, but it costs way more money to do that. And you actually have to have a value prop to pitch to show the research that, hey, like if you do spend that X amount of cash and you want to present or prevent uh, that, that's going to pay off in the long run by X, Y, Z payoff and da, 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 da. I mean, there's so many correlations. Like Elliot said, it translates industries and businesses, but to specifically the risk management space for other, you know, brokers and agents and producers that are listening that are sitting here. Like we spend, we try to spend so much of our time doing the same thing. How can we prevent, you know, uh, risk management catastrophes. And there's different ways that you do that. Like the worst case scenario, then you just try to offload the risk to an insurance company 
Mm-hmm. But um, there's a whole lot of other things that you can do, like prevent from that perspective as well. So I guess like if you wouldn't mind, Aaron, just kind of pick up there and kind of help help us understand what that process looked like. I mean, you uh, I can't imagine this is the way it went down, but I picture you like picking up your phone, calling the Department of Defense and like, hey, uh, I've got I've got a pretty sweet product that I think could ridiculously decrease your spend over the years. And it's going to require you to spend a little capital now. Like, would you take a call with us? But you give us that version. Yeah. So in terms of what that looked like to get started, again, my my advantage was that there were no phone numbers or emails really out there online. I think the first list of emails I found was like for a blood bank on a military base. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's going to help. Um, so They might need some preventative measure, but you might. I actually, to be honest, I did reach out to almost all of them on that list and it was not fruitful. So, um, but I had to be diligent. It was all I had. So um, recently, or pretty um, quickly, we discovered LinkedIn um, was a a source for most military people um, have a profile on LinkedIn. And they they list in great detail um, what their current role is and what their previous role is and a lot of additional information around that. So my process was to basically hop on LinkedIn, start adding connections of people I did not yet know. And um, it was kind of miraculous, to be honest. They, um, I would respond with a pretty simple message. Hey, my name's Erin. I work for you know, a small business in Lincoln, Nebraska. We're working to reduce injuries. I, would you be open to hopping on a quick call to, to answer a few of my questions? And so they were really um, open and willing to do that, which I give them all the credit for that. Um, And then again, our advantage, I think in those calls was we had so much to learn. We had so much to learn that I wasn't moving directly into a sales conversation. I was really just saying, help me understand what you're looking to do. Like, what are your injury prevention goals? What, what are the goals around readiness? What, what is the expectation that, that you have around, um, you know, human performance and medical, who makes the decisions. And so then I would, I would get to introduce myself and just say, Hey, yeah, we're working on this lower extremity device. It's working to reduce ankle injuries. You know, we have some data around lost duty days. We know you're spending $3 billion annually with the 78% focusing on the lower extremity. And so it was definitely more of just letting people know we were out there and, and now we've moved into more of, um, those sales conversations where it's like, Hey, we have, we have data from service academies where they've, you know, we've been able to take them to zero games, lost zero days lost due to ankle injury. When utilizing the device, we've tested at these, you know, different bases. And so now it's, it's really, you know, how can we help you get these devices and implement them within your units? Wow. So can you dive a little bit deeper? I mean, uh, you say it wasn't sales, you know, but that's definitely what it was, (laughs) but you know, and, uh, coming at it though, with, I think you said earlier, just humble and ready to learn about it and having that attitude, uh, I think is super powerful and a lesson to take away when you're getting to, 
to understand, you know, what they do. And I'm sure that felt good to them. But after that initial phone call, kind of walk us through, like, how did you start to kind of poke holes? You know, you said you had data, but, you know, how did you get them to start to open their eyes? Like, oh, shoot, if we kind of did shift more to preventative and we would pay off. Yeah, well, and the, I think the overarching umbrella is is really I was looking to develop a relationship with them. Like it wasn't I really wasn't trying to execute I know a sale initially because I'm, I was trying to, like I said previously to learn, but then, the, then I, I was viewing it as a long, uh, as a process, not necessarily okay. a long process, but as a process. So it's like, all right, um, let me send you a sample of our products, which is one of the ways arise has also, I think made it really easy on us. Our role is called a product education specialist. So I, I really feel like my primary role um, I guess in sales is to really educate people on who we are, what we're doing and how the product works to support them. Um, Our product sells itself. So yeah. Aaron really can't take any credit. I can't zero credit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the best sales strategy, I suppose. <laughs> that's yeah. totally a joke. Aaron actually does a phenomenal job of just really building trust with people. And she just has a whole lineup of people that are willing to do whatever Aaron needs them to do for her. And so, <laughs> It's a good partnership, right? So um, yeah. it's a great product and the product does what we say it does and it, it does a good job. But Aaron does a really good job of building yeah. partnerships with people and yeah. listening really well and earning the right to be heard and earning their trust, which yeah. then causes them to want to help her out as, as much as they can. Yeah. So, so. Yep. So we send samples, um, we get their feedback. We have an internal R&D team. So we implement their feedback as much as possible. Um, and then that's when we really move into, you know, uh, what does this look like to implement within your unit? And then we get into the whole government procurement process. Ah. So that's a yeah. whole other. Where the IP legal side comes in really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That other role. Yes. <laughs> yes. So going back to the relationship, I think, Brian, I mean, you're spot on. And when we talk about, you know, having this translate industries and businesses. That's kind of what we're talking about. So let's focus on, I mean, Aaron, like, what are you doing to build trust, develop the relationships, Brian? I mean, you gave her a compliment, you, you know, yeah. she, she can do that really well, easily. People trust her. It's easy then to start asking for the next steps. Like, Hey, let's, let me send you this and let's touch base again. And something, Brian, you said that I want to pull out of there. I think it's great wording is earning the right to be heard. And I'd yeah. love yeah. you to expand on that too. Like, what do you mean by that? And Aaron, you, can, you know, add on to what Ryan asked, but I thought that was a great way to put it because, you know, nobody's going to listen. It doesn't matter what you have to say. If you haven't earned the credibility and the trust and everything you need to for them to listen. Right. And so maybe yeah, expand on that as much as. Yeah. A little bit more with that is, you know, I think an Aaron really exemplifies, exemplifies this really well, but in sales or just in business, it's just tempting to just go for the jugular right away. It's like, man, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to meet this person. I'm going to say, how many do you want to buy? You know, and, and what we're learning, you know, is, is not, that's not the best way, you know, to, to build long-term partnerships and to build long-term sales. Yeah. You may get an initial sale, but it's probably not going to lead to anything long-term. And so we talk a lot at Arise about win-win partnerships, right? It's like, if the other side is not winning, we're not going to win long-term. And so earning the right to be heard is just really taking the time to listen and taking the time to hear 
what problem what problem do they need to be to have solved right because really sales is just helping people understand how to help them solve their problem right i mean ultimately we want to make them the hero of their story not us right and so we want to be able to understand what problem they currently have which we know one of those problems is spending three billion dollars a year on musculoskeletal injuries and we can help with that right <laughs> but it's also a difficult process to go through procurement and it's hard to it's hard to change a it's hard to steer a big ship, you know, and so we have to also understand where they're at in, in the sales cycle and, and what ability they have to make a purchase or not. And so there's just a lot of things we need to understand about them in order to help them meet their need that we know that they have. But we don't want to assume we know what that need is. Right. And so we want to earn that right by listening and by solving their problems, not just trying to provide our solution to what we think their problems are. And so at the end of the day, that's how I would probably define earning the right to be heard. I, I think that's not, amazing. Yeah, but, I could not have said that any better. I think I wrote down a couple of notes of what to say, and you said every everything I was <laughs> gonna say. I think I just I have a deep desire, and I think Brian alluded to it, is to really help people. And so when you really value a person and you're and you're really desiring to help them, you know, meet a need and ultimately help someone like a soldier. Um, it, it just, it becomes just human. It, I don't know, just easy. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's just so funny as you tell you, I mean, sales translates, right. And, and the mm -hmm. same basic principles apply. And so what, what you said in there is we solve problems and if we can find the problem to solve and we can understand where the client's at, we can, and, and to, again, use your term, which I love is from story brand or whatnot, however you got it, but the hero of their own story, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's phenomenal, right? Because it makes sense. And if anybody listening, you know, hasn't uh, listened to a read story brand, I think it's a phenomenal book, they should or, or do some research on, um, because it does shift that client perspective. But uh, to your point, it's whether you're selling ankle braces, insurance, risk management, doesn't matter. Um, you have to get on the same table or the side of the table with the client, you got to help them solve yeah. problems. Um, and I think you can't do that without that deep understanding of what they're trying to accomplish, where they're going. And I think that's just, that's phenomenal. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. We, a couple, uh, I mean, easy ways to just check yourself as an advisor or somebody who's trying to build relationships or whatever. I mean, win-win partnerships. If you're thinking about it from that perspective, it's pretty hard to lose. Right. You know, or, you know, deep desire to help people it's pretty hard to lose if you go into it with that mindset yeah yeah i agree and one of the things i wanted to go back to before we before we make sure to or i want to make sure to hit before we get done is something you mentioned right at the start uh brian around advisors you work with partnerships you have that you know part of how you guys view those was um you know who do they know how can they what, what connections they might have that can help us grow as a company and things like that. Um, you know, they just give a little bit more of your thoughts around that because I think we've talked about this a lot where even if I say I'm just a property and casualty uh, advisor, so I don't know, you know, much about health insurance benefits or procuring ankle braces or whatever, but I can help you solve a problem just by making an introduction or by bu building my own network to bring to my clients and I don't have to know anything about those other areas. 
So from your perspective as a business owner, like how important is that? And maybe you just kind of expand on that a little bit because I, I caught that and I wanted to make sure we, we got to it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Erin's probably better to speak to this than me and I'll let her kind of yeah. finish my thought on this because she <laughs> exemplifies that really well. And it's just crazy how, again, much trust she's earned and how people are willing to, I think in the government setting, they call it, you know, socializing or mm-hmm. right passing yeah. us on to other people and kind of moving up the chain or, hey, maybe I can't help you, but this person can. And so kind of an uncanny ability to get people to join our team and and help us in ways that they're not getting a lot of benefit from other than they just want to help and they just want to join the mission, I guess, of what Arise is trying to accomplish. Um, Yeah, but in general, I mean, to me, life is all about relationships, right? I mean, life is about not taking advantage of people, but it's actually giving more than you receive, right? Like if you, if you're always going to get more, the more you give, right? And that's just kind of the way it works, you know? And so, um, I think just having that mentality that we're not out there to just take advantage of people or try to just get something from somebody, but we're out there to give, right? We're out there to be servants. We're out there to try to make people's lives better, to try to solve a problem out in the world. And generally, when you do that, you find like-minded people who are willing to join you in that mission. And as you help them with with what they're trying to accomplish, they're willing to help you with what you're trying to accomplish at the same time. And it just it just works that way. So really finding like-minded people that have similar values and similar um, desires and, and then just helping each other out. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Aaron, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, I don't know that there's much to add. What I'll say is um, within the HP human performance medical space, it actually is a fairly small world. So everybody's kind of trying to accomplish a similar goal, right? We're all trying to really, help people for prevent injury, treat injury, um, you know, post-op type treatment. And so with that, I think when you approach that with this desire to help people, you're, you really can come at it from like a holistic perspective. Like I, I, a couple of weeks ago, talked to two different companies in one day, one that was treating, um, cardiac issues for first responders, I guess, like, uh, uh, this stat will be fairly wrong, but, 70% of the deaths that, um, deaths re- that first responder deaths are re- related to a cardiac issue. And so this company was going out and they were just kind of mo- had like a mobile vehicle and they would go sit in front of police departments, let's say, and they would just do a quick cardiac test and they would end up sending like five people to the emergency room straight from, straight from their mobile unit because it's such a, it's such a prevalent issue. And then I talked later, talked to another company that was doing, um, some like strength and conditioning programming type stuff for the air force, for the military. And so both of those companies were doing something different, but all related. And so with that deep desire to help people comes this like magnetism towards problem solving. And so when you have that many conversations, they're just becomes this ability to sort of connect the dots and connect people. And there's, I mean, that's where it gets really exciting for me because then it's, I'm attacking a bigger problem set than I am just dealing with the, you know, our specific issue. And then I'm providing value in a variety of ways. So that's, that's really where a lot of meaning and purpose can come in and a lot of fun too. Oh, totally. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's more problems than there are people out there to solve them, you know? Yeah. And, but I, and what that highlights is 
we all have an opportunity to, to show value. We may yeah. have to do a little work, like you said, of building the solution. Yeah. But I was, I was just having a conversation with a guy that was like, you know, you know, the best companies get really good at a few things. Right. And he's like, he pointed to the ceiling and he's like, look at the heating and air ducts. He goes, you see those brackets that are holding those to the ceiling. He's like, one company makes those and they make all of them, you know, yeah. and they just got really good at making L shaped brackets to hold up heating and air units, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he, he went through this whole story about, about that. And it's, it's, it makes sense. We, they found a problem that needed to be solved and they got really good at solving it. And they can just yes. go out and do that for a lot of people. And so even to your point in the human performance industry, it's like, mm -hmm. there's still a ton of different problems that different companies can go solve and yep. provide value, right? I think that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get so caught up in, as well, I think just listening, you know, focusing on our internal problems, like how can we, how can we go accomplish X, Y, and Z goals? Mm -hmm. And you guys are clearly, focused on the right stuff I consider like more external and your internal goals are like a byproduct of going out and accomplishing bigger goals i think that's a huge takeaway for people in our industry it's all about you know how much money can i make how what can i do what what is this going to allow me to do and my family to do and da 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 instead of spinning it around and saying well, how can I go impact a community and try to de-risk a community in a certain way and how can I make an impact on that and how will that help translate to success for me? I just another observation I heard I thought is incredible. Totally. Well, we are, we're coming up on, on time. Um, is there anything from your guys' perspective that we didn't kind of hit on that coming in, you wanted to make sure we were, we, we talked about, we, we addressed? Yeah, a couple things. I mean, one, I want to highlight probably our most valuable employee here, who's Jade Bassett, you know, so she is related to, uh, That's right. uh, this you guys know, so um, we do work here with Jade and she's pretty amazing. So she's our <laughs> VP of ops and does a great job. So give her a little bit of a shout out here. I will. I will. <laughs> and, honestly, and just our partnership with Ellerbrock Norris has been, has been really oh, yeah. important to us. And yeah. And right from the very start, you guys showed these same kind of principles that we hadn't really seen in other in other providers, to be honest. You know, Ryan and Andy came into our office. They came and found us. We didn't have to go find them mm -hmm. um, right away. They sat down and they just listened and they assessed our needs and they, you know, just basically said, how can we help you guys be successful? How can we help protect your future growth? Right. They helped us identify needs that, of course, leads to sales on you guys' part because it's services that you guys are able to sell, but it's things that we actually find value in, you know, and it's things that we actually need in order to be protected as a company as we grow. And so we've actually really appreciated the lens on service um, that then leads, obviously, to sales for you. But with products that we're proud to have and products that we understand now um, what we need to do to avoid risk as we grow. And so you guys actually, I know this is one of the reasons you do the podcast, because you guys are thought leaders in this area. But you guys have actually done a really nice job of modeling this for us and, and partnering in a way, you know, that we're proud to be uh, in with this with you guys, because we do think similarly this way. So awesome. 
Oh yeah, we appreciate those kind words. We do try to absolutely walk as much as we can. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that Ryan's actually pulling his weight and, and doing that. So. <laughs> 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 all right well i appreciate it guys thanks for taking oh, yeah. yes go eric yeah, yeah he's all right <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks guys i know that you're busy and uh especially this time of year so we appreciate it and uh we'll catch you soon yeah thanks for hopping on thanks for having us all right thanks guys thank you for tuning in to getting past the premium We are excited to continue breaking down barriers and finding solutions together. If you would like to reach out regarding anything you heard in today's episode, find links and contact info in the description. Until next time, have a great day and let's continue getting past the premium.